Hi, my name is Tasia, and you're listening to The Shift. This podcast playback was previously recorded on Instagram Live. Please follow me at I underscore am underscore T-E-Z-Y-A. Enjoy the interview. Hey, y'all, it's your girl Tasia here from The Shift. Looking for some nice portraits to get your home cozy or maybe some fly art pieces for your living room walls? Well, Graffiti Ave is a course store for millennials. Please visit their site and they'll have your space looking right. You can find them at www.graffitiav.com. That's www.graffitiav.com. Y'all, I'm actually headed over there myself after this interview. So make sure you're visiting www.graffitiav.com. Hey everybody, it's Tasha here with The Shift, and today is a super duper special interview. I have Joelle Love on the line, and uh, we're going to be talking about all types of crazy stuff. One, he's super talented. He's a vocalist, producer, songwriter, Houston, like y'all don't even know what what's going on right now, but... I got one of the biggest megastars on the way. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm doing well. I know it's crazy uh, within these trying times right now for people to say that, but uh, I'm doing well because I'm alive. You know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all alive. We're all alive. So before we even get started, I want you to let them know who you are and just, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like Tasia said, um, I'm a singer, songwriter, producer, uh, vocal arranger uh, from Houston, Texas, born and raised, um, you know, to a, a father who was a jazz, who is a jazz musician, um, jazz legend, I would say, uh, in the in the city here, born and raised in here in Houston. Well, he's born in Louisiana, from Broke Ridge, Louisiana, and uh, I moved here to Houston uh, when he was a young, young kid, so he was raised here. And a uh, mother who's an accountant, man. So, you know, I came from a two-parent household. You know, they they uh they, they brought me up on some on some real stuff, you know what I'm saying? Real real down home, you know, upbringing, you know what I'm saying? So, right, right. I mean, that's, they made me who I am today. You know. Absolutely. Um and um we're just excited to talk about this because the last thing that was online was the verses. I'm sure you know that the verses is happening right now and yes, yes. Jill Scott versus Erica Badu. Did you get a chance to even listen to that? So I was actually doing something at the time when it was uh when it was going on. I popped uh, in uh, uh for you know, maybe a few minutes just to kind of check it out a little bit. I heard it was a, a, an extreme vibe, uh, extreme mood that was going on. Right. Um, but I, I, I watched every last one of them except for that one all enti- in its entirety. And it was, was, so I kind of missed that one a bit. It was so, so good. And I've been also watching all of those as well. And so I know that the people listening today are going to really be excited because you and I have personally had a conversation about R&B. Exactly. And the state of it and what that looks like in the framework. So your opinion, where are we with R&B? Uh, so that's a loaded question. So right. I think uh, 
we're in a good place in R&B right now, in my mm, opinion. Okay. Um, and the reason why I feel like we're in a good place right now is because when we really think about the question of where, what's the state of R&B right now, the floating question to most people is, or the floating statement, should I say, to most people is, we need to bring real R&B back. You know what I'm saying? R&B needs to come back. The real R&B needs to be here. Or you have artists who are like, hey, I'm bringing real R&B back. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Um, I think we really got to dive into that question and say, or that statement and say, hey, um, what is real R&B? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. I think uh, we really don't know. Like, we really don't dissect it like that. We kind of look at it like, you know, is a general statement and we run with it instead of asking ourselves, okay, well, what is real R&B? Because to me, real R&B is just what you could, what, whatever era of R&B you, you feel connected to the most. You see wow. what I'm saying? Yeah, right. So I think uh, if you look at R&B from the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and on up, I think you'll have certain people who feel connected to those eras feel like their era of R&B is the golden era of R&B or the best version of R&B. You see what I'm saying? Right. So I think what happens is we get into this into this war of who has the best version of it when really ultimately at the end of the day it's all subjective. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, so I think uh, as far as the state of R&B, I think it's in a good state. I just believe that what we need to make sure we focus on in R&B music is making sure there's always a balance. So what happens is, is that, you know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, the new era of R&B is this and that, whether, and let's, to be more specific, they'll say, oh, well, it's, it's a little bit more raunchy, a little bit more edgy, you know, than the R&B of the... 80s, 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, and so, you know, they'll have issues with that. Well, at the end of the day, you know, that's what this era of R&B can connect with because this is what the kids of this era are connecting with. They're connecting with more of a, instead of saying it like this, we're going to say it like this. Right. And they're running with that. You see what I'm saying? Right. So I think at the end of the day, to circle back around, uh, you can have that, but you also need to have the R&B that's a little bit more creative with their lyrical ability. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, you can't just have, like, I can't say I want to have sex with this chick and just say it, you know what I'm saying, with an edgy bass to it, and then that's it. I have to be able to also have another side to it and speak to it like a baby face would. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, how he would write a certain situation because it's like that's what we're missing. I think now, I think everything is, is one-sided to the point to where, well, at one point it was one-sided. It was just like, oh, it's too much, it's so much trap infused in R&B now. So you got your Bryson Tillers, your, your Summer Walkers, your, 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 um, your, uh, your Tory Lanez's, you know what I'm saying? You got them, and then that's all it was. Now, you kind of have the emergence of your Daniel Caesars, your hers, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That are yeah. coming out and that are doing their thing. So, 
it's the balance of it all. You know what I'm saying? We have to, we also have to, you know, we need the, 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 the R&B heartthrob. We need one of those to come back into, into play. You know what I'm saying? We need, we need it all. So I think that is the richness of, of where we are at, at right now because we do have um, uh, a, a certain balance. There are a few things that I would like to kind of like, you know, pinpoint. Like, I think we need to make more more up-tempo, up mid-tempo mid records. You know what I'm saying? Instead of these slow records, we need a little bit more of that. You know what I'm saying? We need something that's going to get people to, to dancing again. You know right. what I'm saying? And feeling good about what's going on instead of feeling like, shit, I need to, I need to smoke in order to get a vibe. You know right, what I'm right, right, right. On this joint. But um, ultimately, you know, to answer your question, the state of R&B is in a great place. Uh, we just have to make sure we keep it more so balanced of everything. So that way we don't lose R&B. Right. You know, it's crazy because I feel like R&B also has an underground world world that me and my friends like only communicate with because it's not mainstream anymore. How do you feel right. about that? Because uh, it's totally unfair to people like me and you and I'm sure all the other R&B lovers out there that love it. But like, how do you feel about it having this underground world? Um, I mean, well, underground world meaning from a perspective of why there are so many different underground R&B artists that don't get the nod that most would. Yeah, like it's not on the radio. Like you have uh, to go and search for it now. Yeah, I mean, well, there's pros and cons to, to it all. So the, the con of it is, is that, yeah, you're not getting the the mainstream look that a Chris Brown or, you know, a Trey Songz uh, would get, right? Um, so that means you're not getting the money that's, that, that, that's put behind these artists to blow up, to flourish. But the great thing about the, the con of it is, I mean, the pro of it is, is that uh, everybody has access to you, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I find new artists every week because, you know, with my radio show that I do with uh, Arbanga, shout out to Arbanga, um, the New Music Monday radio show that we do every week, we always constantly are trying to find new artists, new acts, new new music that's being put out that we can, you know, kind of, you know, push forward with the New Music Monday, uh, you know, uh, theme. So it's like, I'm constantly looking on my Apple Music or my Spotify or whatever and just like, okay, well, you know, this song is great. Who is this artist? Who is this artist? Who is this artist? And then right, I start to right. read up on them. And then it's like, they're new. They're just they're just budding and things of that nature. So I feel like at the end of the day, the pro of it is, is that we're at everybody's fingertips to the point to where it's like, somebody's going to run across you at some point. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm my, what, a couple of my records are on somebody's playlist that I've never would have thought you know never met never would have thought i'd seen before because they're just there when you put them up there on the internet you know you can it, it, they, they go to so many different ears you, you see what i'm saying right, so, right. I mean, it takes time for them to get to that that mainstream mind and a lot of times that only comes with the relationships that you build right so mm. i think um i think that and I, i'm i'm a kind of, you know, move it into a different segment because I think people, up-and-coming artists need to understand this, is that 
this industry is all about relationships. It's not necessarily about, you know, um, the talent that you have because there are a million people who can sing. There are a million people who can, you know, put some rhyming words together and, and be cool. Um, right. you gotta build relationships you gotta know somebody to be able to plug you in to where you need to be at everything is not gonna go viral you know what I'm saying right. so uh, you, I think people are pretty much hoping and wishing for this lightning in a, in a bottle kind of kind of thing you know what I'm saying and it, a microwave kind of thing and it just doesn't happen like that like even the stuff that goes viral has been pushed to go viral. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of time. Right, right. You get those get those every once in a while kind of things where it catches everybody off guard and the shit is just like, wow, like what is this? We didn't you know, we didn't expect this, you know, to kinda of happen. So um I think that's where we go. I think we get into a situation where, you know, we have to figure out how to how to navigate through that and you know there are ways there are people out there that'll help you know what i'm saying there are, there are ways of doing it but i think that's what it is it's just the fact of hey let's um let's 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 figure out a way to connect with somebody that can get me to where i need to be at you know what i'm saying to take right. me to the next level but that's how you also get the not the mainstream get to the mainstream area that you want to be in you see what i'm saying whether right. that's a producer that has a certain connection or whatever or a songwriter partner that you might know or there's somebody that you can probably you know like get a linkedin or something and like you know do do, do some research like do some research as artists to really try to figure out how to penetrate that 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 lane you know what i'm saying and get yourself out there you know so absolutely basically you know you're you're basically conveying that we're in a new era we're in a virtual area Era, and so people just have to approach it differently. Let me ask you this, because we had a wonderful conversation, I think two weeks ago, and that like really blew my mind about culturally where we are music wise. Because you know, me, I'm married, and we, and also the shift. Uh, I'm a songwriter too now, and so. As I'm doing songwriting, yeah, like nobody even knows that. But hey, now I'm telling everybody. And so as I'm songwriting, I'm complex because I'm being told that the type of writing that I have is 90s. When in reality, it shouldn't be 90s to talk about love. How do you feel about millennials and love and the trend of it? Because... It's one thing to have a certain style, like trap style, or, or not trap style, trap soul, um, or to have just, you know, whatever conventional style we are in R&B. But lyrically, are we pushing the genre forward? Uh, okay, so great question. Uh, and before I, I, I say what I have to say, I want to preface it by saying you are, and I know this, and, and to, this is to the world, this is to all your listeners uh, of The Shift. Tasia is a dope songwriter, so please be on the lookout for anything that she has coming soon as soon as she drops it and Thank puts you. it out for, for the world to hear. Thank you, Thank you so <laughs> you know much. What I'm but um, uh, to answer your question, uh, as a songwriter, it can be frustrating. 
because looking at it from our perspective, um, and it's not everybody, not everybody has this type of mentality, but I come from uh, uh, a place, I, I call myself a student of the game, right? right. So uh, I feel like all artists should be students. I feel like you should you should study whatever craft you're getting into uh, uh, to its T, to its core, for you, in order for you to be great at it. So when I study, I study, you know, some of the greatest songwriters that have ever, you know, graced this planet, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, from your baby faces, uh, your, your baby face and Ellie Reeds, you know, um, all the way up to, you know, your Esther Deans or, you know what I'm saying, or, what, or whatnot. So, um, when you hear a Babyface song, an old record, and you listen to how the structure of how he how he words certain things and says certain things, that's the beauty in the art. That's the beauty of songwriting. Uh, when you're able to take something that you want to say but kind of try to flip it and make it figurative, paint a picture in someone's head. Like when people are listening to a record, they want to you want to take them to a certain place, right? Um, a certain imagination. You want to be able to tell a story. But you want them to be able to visualize everything if they close their eyes and take them to somewhere that they've never been before with the records. Um, now, lyrically, what we have today is everything is so straightforward. So mm. I don't necessarily have to uh, be figurative in how I want to express this. Like now I can just tell you, you know, hey, uh, I want to fuck and this is how I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Instead of, <laughs> instead of being like, oh, well, you know, this is how I'm figuratively going to going to, going to undress you or do this kind of thing like that. So that way it gets in your mind, you know, and you kind of like fall into it. So that's the difference between back then and today. If everything is just a bit more in your face, straight to the point, that's good. But that also reflects to the state in which we're in now. And again, it's a generational thing. So mm -hmm. it's what the listener of today is going through within society, within the culture. So back then you could talk about love. You know, when back in the 60s when they were shoe-wopping and doo-wopping and they was, you know, saying, hey, um, uh, I love this woman, you know, said to the end and back and I want to give her this, that, and the third and you, you got uh, different records where I want to give her you know, the sun, you know, the moon and the stars and all right. that stuff. Like, right. people vibed on that. You know, Jodeci said, I, 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 I cry for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of that kind of stuff is is, is what they wanted to convey back then because that was the, the A. It was what the times called for. And two, that might have been how people were really feeling. You know what I'm saying? People were really probably in love. Now, people are a little bit more in lust than they are in love. So wow, right. you get those kinds of records. You know, you get the lustful records. You get the, I'm really not trying to, you know, wife you up right now. I, I want to I wanna chill because 30 is the new 20 and 40 is the new 30. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so you got a lot more people who are in this kind of era where hey, you know, I'm just trying to have a good time right now. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. I feel what you got going on. You got these people who try to scam each other. You know what I'm saying? So they got chicks who just trying to, you know, get a come up on a dude just quick, you know, because they some savages. Right. Hurt. So they got all these different defensive mechanisms up, up, up on their heart. They don't want to, you know, 
you know, they don't want to let that down. So, you know, that's being told in the music. And so that's why when you hear a Kiana Lede, and I don't know if you've heard her, her latest album, but it's all through there. It's just a hurt woman. You know what I'm saying? Right. Speaking from this 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 generation's issues. You know what I'm saying? Of, of, of heartbreak and what she's going through. So it is frustrating for me, who is a, a natural crooner, who loves <laughs> 80s and 90s R&B, you know, lyrically, you know, to be able to kind of like, and who, you know, somebody who can write about love, um, it's, it's hard to always just be lustful in, in lyrics. Yeah, but man. as songwriters, we have to, because we have to be able to relate to the audience and with, you know, to everybody, you know, who we're writing to, you know what I'm saying? We could be, you never know, we could get to a point to where we're writing for a Kiana Lede or, you know, a Victoria Monet or whoever. And it's like, we have to be able to adapt to those circumstances and those situations, you know what I'm saying? So it does right. get a little frustrating as an, as an artist, but as a consumer, hey, you know, that's what I, I think, also, on the flip side, it's consumer. For the consumer that loves it, cool. For the consumer that doesn't, challenge the artist to dive deeper with their lyrical content. Because it starts with the consumer. If the consumer likes it, then the artist and the record label are definitely going to want to capitalize on it. But if the consumer doesn't like it, then they have to go back to the drawing board. So I challenge the consumer out there uh, to challenge your artist. You know what I'm saying? Make them dive deeper into their lyrical bag. You know what I'm saying? And, right. And feed you some feed you some different shit than what's already been out there. Right. I and, and I'm also gonna add that there are a group of people like me that don't necessarily have to listen to neo soul or have to listen to '90s R&B, but just want to be fed the type of music that we can relate to. Because, you know, there's definitely lust and I can listen to that and absorb it and all of that. But, you know, it's nothing like Kay saying, guess what I did today? Those were the words I said to you. Like, that shouldn't be a trend of, oh, that's 90s. Oh, that's Neo Soul. Like, people out here are getting married. And and her and Daniel Caesar, they're doing Uh somewhat of a good job to keep that up. But it's almost as if it's completely gone. Well, that's what I meant by the balance. Right. Uh, We have to have the balance in order to, in order for R&B to not be lost. And when I say not be lost, I mean when white folks get a hold of Mm R&B, it's groundbreaking. It's never been done before, you know, and it's not a shot at the Timberlakes or the Beavers of the world, but it's just what it is. Like, I think if us as, as black creators within R&B, if we, don't, if, we, if we don't get so caught up and wrapped up in the trends of what's going on, um, then we won't lose R&B. But if we continue to get wrapped up in it and we don't have balance within it, we're going to lose R&B. Uh, and and, and it's, it's already, you know, been signs of that because Bieber, Bieber's Journal's album was an R&B album through and through. 
Right. Nothing about that said pop. But the white critics and Apple Music and all of the other, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the white folks, the other clear people, uh, they've marketed it as a pop album. You know what I'm saying? And right. they, they did, they, they've done that. Just, uh, Justin Timberlake over the years, uh, they've marketed him as a pop artist instead of an R&B artist, which he is. He does not make uh, uh, pop music to the core. I mean, he does, but it's not the core of what he decided to do when he became a solo artist and left in sync. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so it's like, we know what you're doing. You put him with Timberland and you, you put him with, with Pharrell and he made black music. R&B is black music. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you have to think of the, the primitive word in, in R&B, which is blues. And we always have to stay connected to the blues. And I, I know I'm bouncing around, but the blues is speaking about things that you go through. That's your, your story. It's what you're telling. Right. So we have to make sure we're, 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 we're speaking our truth. We're saying what we have to say and we don't lose that. Because, trying to follow trends and set trends. You know, we're trying to follow trends, should I say. You know, more so set on my, the, the team I'm with now, we all believe in, you know, not following the trend and just doing what feels right. You know, figuring out what the, the music that feels right. Get the sounds, man, that you, you know, that, that aren't necessarily being used now. You know, set new trends. Do that. That's what the, the, that's what the greats do. Uh, to all my artists out there, man, you again, you have to be students of the game, man. You have to, you know, pick up on what made Prince great, what made Mike great, what made, you know, Janet great, you know, right. and the decisions that they made in, in creating their music, you know. So I think that's what it is ultimately, you know, for us not to lose it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got to keep it and save it. Joe, let me ask you this. What do you have up next? What can we be expecting from you? <laughs> so for me, uh, I have a plethora of things going on right now. Um, the two main things is the two projects that I'm, I'm working on simultaneously. Uh, one is the project that I'm doing uh, for myself. Uh, I feel like at this point in time, uh, it's, it's, it's dire for me to be able to uh, put out a project because I think the people who, who, who rock with me you know, who've been fucking with me for a long time uh, mm-hmm. are asking for a project for me. Um, so what I don't want to do is I don't want to give those people four or five songs in the EP. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. where I kind of my conflict now. Like, I think the EP thing is the way to go as far as, you know, giving people, because people have so much of a, a short attention span now. Um, it's like you want to do an EP, but at the same time, I want to give you guys a full maybe eight to ten songs, you know what I'm saying, of, of things that I've been working on. Right. So that's what I'm doing now on my end. And also, uh, I got a team, man. I got a, a, a team of extremely talented brothers, man. Um, uh, it's a collective of about, I want to say, about six or seven of us. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, two producers by the name of Labbox uh, and QB The Problem. Uh, oh, and actually, a uh, neighborhood L. He's a he's a also uh, he's also attended Prairie View at, at, at some point in time. Okay. Um, uh, so those three producers, uh, Labbox is also a vocal producer, things of that nature. He was signed to uh, 
uh, uh, Rock Nation. He was the first producer signed to Rock Nation, actually. Um, and, you know, they're doing their thing, man. They work with so many live cats, and we have also uh, artists and songwriters from Ace Kid to Madison to uh, Truly Tao, Rich Andrews, you know, a lot of these guys. So as a collective, uh, we actually go buy 100 grand, and we're putting out a collective project together, um, you know, just to kind of show the world who we are and, you know, let everybody know, hey, this is what we're doing out here in the H. And, um, you know, hey, for anybody who, who, who wants it, whether you're in the industry or whether you're trying to get into the industry, like, you think you need to sauce your, sauce your project up, man. You need to come get a 100 grand record. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right, right. We got you. You know, so um, that's what I'm doing now. I'm working with my team and I'm doing my own personal thing. Uh, so that's kind of what I have going on outside of the right. You know, I'm super excited to hear what you have to say and do and listen. And y'all, he is dope. So <laughs> what we're going to do right now is actually go to our sponsors. And then right. I got top five for you. And we're going to ask you top five questions. Okay. Cool. Let's do it. All right. Hey, it's your family. Tasia here. Are you ready to lose five pounds in five days? Are you ready to totally change your life? Will join the Total Life Changes team. TLC is here to help you with great products like Nutriburst, and you're guaranteed to receive all of your daily vitamins to detoxify your body. So, what are you waiting for? Visit retail.totallifechanges.com backlash TV Valdez. That's retail.totallifechanges.com backlash TV Valdez. Y'all, I've already hit him up for my order. So go ahead and visit retail.totallifechanges.com backlash TV Valdez. Now back to the interview. All right, y'all, we are back. I'm here with Joe. And as you know, we always do our top five here at The Shift. And so, Joe, basically what I'm going to do is ask you five questions um, our audience wants to get to know you a little bit better, and um, we'll go from there. So, what's your favorite color? Favorite color? Uh, it's actually blue. Really? Why blue? Uh, just always liked it. I feel like it's calming, you know, and that's kind of how my spirit <laughs> is. So, right? Yeah, it's just always been blue. <laughs> okay. Do you have a mentor? You know, um, is there anybody that you look up to in particular, whether it be in your personal life or maybe in the industry? Uh, I have two, actually. Um, one is uh, obviously my father. Um, he's the one who I kind of looked up to as far as uh, starting into music. Uh, you know, he was the first uh, example of, of a musician that I saw growing up, so uh, he never forced me to get into music. It just kind of happened. So, you know, I didn't realize it until I started to kind of reflect back when I was a kid. And I said, like, you know, I, I watched him so much. It kind of became a part of me, even though he didn't, you know, kind of force me to do it. So my father's one and two. Uh, my radio co-host, uh, Arbanga, uh, Roy Davis, he, uh, he's definitely been a mentor for me. I've been knowing him for about 10 years now. And, uh, He's definitely, uh, alongside my father, have kind of allowed me to show me how to 
how to be become a student, a real student of, of this game of music, knowing where I come from uh, as an artist and knowing to study the greats that come before me so I can take what they've done and, you know, shape it and make it my own. That's so cool. It's, it's super cool that you had your dad kind of like there and you being able to look up to him. And now you're kind of doing the same thing he's doing. So that's super dope. Exactly. That's dope. That's dope. And then, of course, I remember you talking about Roy in college. So it's good that y'all still have a relationship as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 that's my boy, man. Okay. Moving to the next one. What's your favorite food? Oh, man. Uh, favorite food? I kind of teeter between two. Uh, it's kind of like soul food or Italian food. Ooh. It's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like the two. Like I got, the, I got this thing for Italian food. You know, if you want, if anybody want to ever take me to Olive Garden, hey, you don't hear anything from me. <laughs> you don't hear anything from me. Uh, I love Italian food. Um, it's actually this other Italian restaurant in, in Spring that's super super dope. Uh, that's real real Italian food. I know Olive Garden gets gets the knock, but this other place is better than Olive Garden. What is it? I think it's called Adriatic or something like that. Uh, it's it's by the Top Golf in Spring, but um, it's really super good. So it's either um, Italian food or of course soul food. You know, what I'm I can't I can't get enough of that sometimes. For sure, for sure. Okay, what inspired you to start your musical journey? I know you said your mentors, you know, you know your dad and Roy definitely kind of gave you some insight. But what particularly inspired you to do this thing? What inspired me to, I guess, take music a lot seriously uh, is two aspects. One, uh, I got to give a shout out to my brothers, XO, uh, Graham and John, uh, uh, DZ and uh, XO. Uh, when we were in high school and we started our music group, XO, um, I started to, that from the first rehearsal that we had, uh, and uh, rest in peace to J Rex, too, man, he was in the group as well. Um, mm. Uh, from the first rehearsal that we ever had in uh, Mr. Gibson's room, uh, I realized I was like, like this is something that I I want to do, you know, like this this is cool. And then you know, as we were, I guess, performing for the uh, talent show, or practicing for it, uh, I saw how the how the girls reacted to it and everything. So I was like, ah, oh, yeah, like this is this is dope. So nice. uh, it it started with them. It started you know with me, you know, singing with the guys, the fellas, and. And just kind of developing that love for performing and, and writing and, and doing those kinds of things. And it didn't really become even more of a, uh, it was a blessing at the end of the day, uh, which was, I got kicked out of band. Uh, oh. that was, it wasn't my fault, but <laughs> I was a casualty of war in the situation. I got kicked out of band when I was in Prairie View, uh, my fresh, after my freshman year. And I really was trying to get back in the band, but I couldn't get back in the band. So I took that moment to start um, producing and start songwriting even more. And so that kind of, you know, propelled me too. So those two things kind of really made me realize that this is something that I was put on this earth to do. Uh, and what it is, it is my purpose, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to play, do music and to, you know, give the world my gift. That's amazing. Wow. 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 Okay. Well, with that being said, this is the question I ask every kiss is right. what was your big shift 
what was the thing that got you to this point? Yeah, you definitely got kicked out and all of that. But what was your personal shift to get you to do music full time or at least to do it full time? Because as artists, that's what we want to do. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I think uh, first and foremost is just God. Um, right. God was my, was my uh, I guess, showing me what my purpose was. Uh, if a lot of people don't know, I was in a, a horrible car accident uh, between in the summer of uh, my freshman year, which was 2010, uh, after I did, uh, did my freshman year at PD. So uh, I went through a really trying time with that. I really could have been, you know, deceased in that car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I really didn't think that I would be able to sing or do music uh, from the injuries that I uh, sustained within that car accident. So uh, for, you know, God to, you know, uh, you know, place, you know, blessing upon me and, you know, the doctors did their thing and, you know, he, he made sure I was okay. You know, uh, that really kind of showed me that this is something I'm supposed to be doing uh, for the rest of my life. So I kind of, you know, have dedicated, you know, my life to the music uh, after that, to, you know, to say, hey, this is uh, this is something I definitely want to pursue and to keep moving forward. So I think having that and uh, fig- figuring out that that's my purpose in life, because obviously, clearly, you're saying, you know, like, hey, I could have been gone, but I'm here. Yeah. You know, so so it, it has, and I have this gift, and I just get so overjoyed when I'm making music or creating music, or I'm around, you know, other creatives. As you know, when we talk, you know, I, I get I get so excited about certain things dealing with music. So I realized that this is my purpose. This is what I'm here for. So that was my shift into figuring out, you know, this is what I need to do moving forward for the rest of my life. And, uh, hey, it's been a full steam ahead. So, you know, I, I got a long way to go. Um, but hopefully, you know, everybody out there is, 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 is uh, ready to ride along for the journey. I know I am. I know I'm a personal <laughs> fan. Like, for me... This interview is going to be like epic because people are going to be able to go back and say, dang, I I was able to get Joelle love first. So thank you so much for taking out the time to speak with me and inspiring the people. How can they stay connected with you past this interview? Oh, yeah. Well, you can uh, follow me. Um, all my handles are the same through Facebook, Instagram, and everywhere else. It's Joel Love Music, J O E L L O V E M U S I C, Joel Love Music. So you can follow me. I have uh, my link tree in, the, uh, in my bio on my Instagram. So you can go check out everything I have there from the New Music Monday uh, radio uh, uh, on Mixed Cloud Select is there. Um, and my SoundCloud is there, and it'll lead you also to my Apple Music stuff. So that's where you can just follow me and hit me up, man. So please, everybody out there, check me out. Got some great stuff ahead of me. 100 Grand has some great stuff ahead of us. So, hey, we're good. Yes, y'all do not want to miss out on this guy. He's amazing. Um, Thank you. If you want to um, definitely check me out as well, y'all, make sure you're following me at I underscore M underscore T-E-Z-Y-A. That's going to be on Instagram and Twitter. And we are on all streaming platforms. We're on the Kickback. We're on Apple Music, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. Thank you again, Joe, for joining us. I really appreciate it. 
Oh, man, it's been a pleasure to, like, straight up. So I, I appreciate you so much for giving me the opportunity to hop on your platform and, and speak my truth on Absolutely, absolutely. All right, y'all, thank you for listening to The Ship, and we'll catch you on the next one. Hello, family. Tasia here. Thank you all for listening to the podcast playback. To catch us live on Instagram, make sure you're following me at I underscore am underscore T-E-Z-Y-A. We usually record either 5, 6, or 7 Central Standard Time. It really just depends on the guest. I am on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many, many more. All you got to do is click on the link in my bio to find your favorite carrier. And also... If you have any topics that you want to hear, email me at lifestartsnowtv at gmail.com so that I can try to put that person on the roster and we can get that conversation started. Make sure that you're sharing with a friend, subscribing, and rating on your favorite platform. I would really, really appreciate that. Thank you all for listening faithfully each and every week. I appreciate the love, and I'm just here to share the wealth of knowledge. I'll catch you all on the next one. Bye.